0: Hey there, friends. You're listening to episode 282 of Better Than Before Breast Cancer with me, Laura Lummer, the breast cancer recovery coach. I wanna start off this episode by extending a really heartfelt thank you to Connie4490, I know who you are, and I thank you so much for leaving a very kind review for the podcast. It means so much to me. I know everybody's so busy in their day-to-day lives and to stop and write a review and especially such a beautiful review, I just wanted to acknowledge, I see it, I see you, I thank you and I appreciate it. And you know, it's interesting because I just got off of a kind of an exit interview. I worked as a or worked. I volunteered as a health coach for the University of South Carolina for a study they were doing for this last year on getting previously sedentary breast cancer survivors to begin an exercise program. And I worked with each one of my clients for 12 weeks and it was just a wonderful experience. I, I there's nothing I love more than getting to be the guide and the witness to seeing other women realize their power and change their lives. And I got to tell you, out of the the women that I worked with in that study, there were two in particular who literally changed their lives. One in particular who could not walk into a store on her own. And at the end of that study, I was driving to the store on her own, walking through the store on her own, coming home on her own was just amazing the endurance and the strength and the confidence and that's the beautiful thing so in that interview one of the questions they asked me was what was it that caused me to say yes to being a coach for them and to continue to do it for a year and my reason was it's such a joy to be able to support and be a part of other people finding a way to have a better life. There's just nothing better than that. And to me, why I extend that thank you so so heartfelt is that by leaving a kind of review like you did, Connie, is th- it lets someone else who might need to realize that this is something that can help them find their power and sharing your experience When people read those reviews and they see what other people have experienced in their own lives, they get a little bit of hope, right? They get to borrow hope from you. And in you taking the time to do that, I really do believe it's a gift to someone else that might change their life also. So I wanted to say again, thank you. Thank you so, so much. And this kind of leads right into what we're talking about today on the podcast, because we're talking about relationships. And even in leaving a podcast review, right? Someone's trusting you. If they read that and they trust you and they think, okay, this person had this experience, I'm gonna go with that and I'm gonna take that advice and I'm gonna try this thing for myself. And it's so important in our lives. Our relationships are so incredibly important in our lives. And where I coach people in my third pillar of breast cancer recovery is called regroup for a reason. Because there's so many times in our lives when we have relationships that aren't serving us and we keep going back to those relationships and we keep putting energy into those relationships and we keep exposing ourselves to those relationships. And there's reason for that because you have thoughts about it, and those thoughts about it may cause you to believe that if you don't continue to put energy and exposure into specific relationships, that says something mean about you. So I like to talk on the podcast about things that are actually going on and that I'm experiencing, and things I witness and see, and deal with in my own life because I think we all have very similar experiences. And recently I was a witness to a relationship interaction that was very unhealthy. And I witnessed one person be really verbally and emotionally abusive to another person. And there were a group of people that witnessed this. And after the incident happened, what was fascinating to me were that there were some people in the group that said, I'm never going to let myself be in that situation again. And there were other people in the group whose thought was, gosh, if I could have done something different before, then maybe that person wouldn't have behaved that way now. And so it was really interesting to watch that dynamic because I know depending on what we've been through in our lives, we're all going to have these different thoughts. But when I talk to people about regrouping their lives, here's the thing. And let me do one more story to add on to that. So you're going to be hearing a podcast next week that I did, that I recorded with a woman who's an amazing coach for breast cancer survivors. And she and her husband are both cancer survivors. And her husband is a survivor of brain cancer, and she's a survivor of breast cancer. And she's amazing. And she's so cool. I love her. But she talks about how their relationship changed because of what they were going through. And there came a point where she said, you know, this is never going to be what it was. So we've got to start over and make it something new. And I believe very strongly when we go through breast cancer, when we face a life-threatening illness and do the things we have to do, which are not easy things, to get ourselves through and to survive, and then to support ourselves in recovering from that, I know for a fact from my own personal experience and all the women that I've coached, that it is very common, if not 100% of people experience this thought of like, what now? What, who am I now? What is my life like now? And instead of really embracing where we are in that moment, as I've talked about so many times, we wanna go back to normal, but this is really the period where we can stop and say, let me take everything off the table here and let me check in with myself and spend time with myself and ask myself, how do I wanna feel? How do I want to experience friendships, romantic relationships? parent-child relationships, sibling relationships. How will I take care of myself within these relationships? In my regroup pillar, there's an exercise we go through to talk about and explore who are the champions in your life. And by champion, I mean, who are your ride or dies? Who are the people that you know? I can turn to this person. They will always be there for me. I could call them in the middle of the night and say, I needed you. And they will say, okay, I'm here. Who are those people in your life? And then who are the people on the opposite side of that coin? Where you might step in to a situation and think, mm, geez, that person's coming in. They're really hard for me to manage my mind around. When I'm around that person, I feel drained and exhausted and it's so hard. And I don't want to blame that person because that's really not how I think. And in fact, in my own experience recently, I was going into this situation and I had to think to myself, okay, what's my thought gonna be here? And I choose the mantra Whenever I'm around someone who in the past i found it difficult to manage my mind around their behaviors, I choose the mantra, if this person was my teacher, what could I be learning here? Sometimes I've learned, don't be so damn judgmental, right? Everybody doesn't think like you, Laura. Everybody doesn't behave the way you want them to. Don't be so damn judgmental, right? That can be a really big lesson. Other times I've learned, you need to step up and honor your boundary, girl, right? You are allowing yourself to violate your own healthy boundary. It does not feel good. What are the reasons that you're doing it? You know, what are the reasons that we expose ourselves sometimes to people who really have behaviors that are toxic? And what is the difference between a healthy boundary and judging someone else? Can you tell the difference there? Well, I think, and I'm just gonna offer this for you to explore for yourself, that the difference is the way you feel. So I believe in healthy boundaries and healthy boundaries are saying, you know, this person's behavior, I won't let someone raise their voice at me. I won't let someone cuss at me. I won't let someone throw something at me, right? Whatever your boundaries are, they're okay, that's good. Whatever you believe is right for you, keeps you feeling safe, protects you, and honors you keeps you in your own integrity and supports the standard that you want to be treated with by other people right whatever that boundary is it is okay and when you honor that boundary when you're around people who may have difficult or challenging behaviors and you honor that boundary i believe you feel good about it i believe that you see that and you say okay the behavior that that person displays is something I find to be toxic. I find to be maybe even emotionally or energetically violent. I find to be just completely unacceptable in the scope of my life. And I wish well for that person. I hope they find the help they need, but I cannot have that around me. Okay? That to me is are the kind of thoughts when you have a healthy boundary and you feel good about yourself. You feel like I'm protecting me. It may not always be comfortable because we sometimes do things that are good for us that don't feel comfortable in the moment because we've got a lot of conditioning that says nice people don't do that. girl. Good girls don't do that. Just accept everyone. And I think that by honoring your boundary when it comes to who you expose yourself to in relationships, It isn't about good girls, bad girls, or meanness, unless judgment comes in, right? And by judgment, what I mean, and the difference between healthy boundary and a judgment is the judgment is you are judging a person based on the manual you wrote of how people should behave. Okay? So in establishing a healthy boundary, I said, and this is my own personal healthy boundary, I will not tolerate people raising their voice at me or calling me names. No way. Never. I just won't do that. So that to me protects me. That to me is treating myself with integrity and expecting others to treat me with integrity. Okay. If I'm in judgment, then I'm looking at someone and saying, that person is a jerk. That person is this, that person shouldn't behave that way. And I'm going to be angry with them, or I'm going to talk crap about them, or, you know, I'm just going to say like, what a yucky human being they are. Now we're in judgment. And judgment doesn't feel good, right? Because you might do that. You might think some of those things and find yourself in judgment about people and then hear yourself say things like, oh, I'm being mean. Oh, what a terrible person I am. Because it doesn't feel good, right? It doesn't feel good to sit in judgment. Now, isn't there an element of judgment to something when you're looking at saying, well, here's my healthy boundary. This person did this behavior. I'm not going to be around them. Yes and no, right? Because it's saying, here's a criteria. Here's a line I've drawn. And in that healthy boundary, I haven't said, if that person does this, I'm going to think they're a jerk a whatever, and I'm going to be angry and I'm going to be sad. And I'm not attaching my emotion to their behavior when I am honoring a healthy boundary for myself. I'm just saying I won't be treated this way, or I only expect to be treated this way, and if that's not a way that another person can treat me, that doesn't mean they're a bad person or an awful person or anything like that. It just means I am not down for that. I'm not doing it. Okay? So, the judgment isn't a personal. It isn't saying this person isn't worthy, isn't good, is bad, is anything. You're just witnessing and saying, hmm, yeah, I'm not down for that behavior. I believe I deserve to be treated better than that, okay? I don't feel safe around someone, emotionally safe, or maybe physically safe too, if that person is behaving this way. I'm removing myself from my own protection, and it's an act of self-love, okay? Healthy boundary is an act of self-love. And I want to clarify that because I hear so often people judging themselves for being mean, or being evil. I've heard this, I'm so evil because I think this about them. And I, it's a really important area to explore because one of the things we do to create and sustain a healthy lifestyle for ourselves is reduce stress and emotional trauma. And if we are violating healthy boundaries, and if we are criticizing ourselves for violating our own healthy boundaries, think about how that feels to you. I know how it feels for me. My insides feel hot. Like I feel fire inside of me. That's my, ayurvedically, that's my pitta energy that comes up and just like the fight is on, right? I feel like a constriction in my throat, in my stomach. I feel what my thoughts, that chemical reaction that is giving me a physical response and it doesn't feel good. That's my feeling. And you know, it's just like when there's an animal out in the wild and they have a a scent or a signal or something to the other animals that says danger, let's get the hell out of here, right? Those are my danger signals. And when I feel that, I honor that and say, hmm, you know, whenever I'm around that person, I feel this and I don't like that. So I'm not gonna expose myself to that. There's a very big difference there. I hope you see it, I hope you hear it than to say, imagine this, putting yourself back in the situation. Whenever I'm around that person, I feel this way. It literally makes me feel sick. But gosh, that must be mean. So I'm just going to keep putting myself back in that situation. I just think it is critical for us as survivors, for us as human beings, for us as people who deserve to be treated with dignity and respect and kindness, that we get a real and true understanding of why it's important that you have a healthy boundary, why it's important that you decide how you deserve to be treated, and that you take whatever time is necessary to learn the skills and the tools to work past what is often an uncomfortable feeling when you start practicing implementing and honoring healthy boundaries, okay? when i talk about healthy boundaries it reminds me of a book that i once read called the gift of fear and i don't recall the author off the top of my head but i'll look it up and i'll put the book in the show notes i read this book years ago and it's written by a man who has a long history in security and being a bodyguard for royalty and celebrities and politicians and all that and he writes the book really for women and he's writing the book for women and he's saying that for some reason that we are the only mammal who doesn't honor that feeling of fear we get in our gut. That like I just gave you the example of a deer, any other animal gets fear, they run, they get away. But for some reason, and especially human females, we are so programmed to be nice, to don't be a bitch, to don't be rude. And we equate being rude with establishing a boundary, with saying that doesn't make me feel safe, back off. That doesn't make me feel good. I feel bad in that situation. I'm not going to do it again. I won't go there again. But we talk ourselves out of it for whatever social conditioning we've been through. And so I think that that book, The Gift of Fear, is something that's a real benefit to read for anybody because it's not just if you're somebody who may be in a really toxic relationship or have very toxic friendships in your life. But There's little tiny things that we do all the time, wherever we are on the spectrum of what we decide is healthy and what relationships we're involved in. There's always these little tiny things we can do to learn to be more aware of our own behaviors. And When we step into that and we become aware of that and we can realize you may need a healthy boundary there, we not only do the work of regrouping our lives, which means bringing into it only the things we really love only the things we really want in our lives. But we also do the work of releasing old conditioned beliefs and thoughts and habits that do not serve us. And I thought it was so important to talk about this today because I know for myself that there have been times where I have said, okay, I will not expose myself to this other person because of certain behaviors again, because they're just unacceptable behaviors. And then over a period of time decided, let me step back in, you know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's perfectly okay because normally what I'll do is say, let me step back in in a safe way. Let me step back in in a small way, in a short period of time or at a distance or something of that nature. Let me see, has change occurred? Because I do believe people can change if they're working on it if they're intentional if they're getting therapy if they're getting counseling if they're doing self-improvement things if they're getting coaching i do believe people can change as they increase self-awareness but not always and not all people and a lot aren't willing to do that so i think that for me i always have to check in with myself and say how do i want to show up do I want to give this other person the benefit of the doubt? And if my little small voice says, yes, I think it's okay for you to give this person another chance right now. That's okay. And I, as I said, I will plan that out and do it in a safe way. But if I see that that person still does not meet the criteria for they honor my healthy boundary, then I'm out, right? I'm out. And there are some people whose behaviors are so intense or so unacceptable to me and so deeply in violation of of boundaries that I might have, that there's no question that I will not go and be in the presence of that person again. And when we think about doing something like that and stepping into that and becoming more aware, this is a piece that's so subtle When we come out of cancer diagnosis, when we're dealing with a health issue, we always think about food and exercise and toxic burden and things like that. Friends, this is a toxic burden, okay? If you are exposing yourself to people who behave in a way towards you that you are left feeling really bad inside, whatever that means to you, that is a toxic burden. Okay? It is as toxic a burden as picking up some petroleum-based product and putting it on your skin or some toxic glyphosate-filled food and putting it in your body. It is equally as toxic emotionally. And if something is toxic emotionally, it is toxic physically because it sets off a chemical reaction in your body that causes a physical result. Don't underestimate that, okay? Don't think that when we put ourselves in positions where people behave in ways that really don't honor our healthy boundaries, that it's okay and that it's not having an impact on you, okay? Because I think if you stop and you pay attention and you check in with yourself and see how you're feeling, you'll notice that that is not true. You'll notice that there is definitely an impact there. And then the question that I wanna offer you is, will you allow yourself to feel like that? Knowing that certain situations cause this feeling in you, will you allow yourself to be put in that position again? Because we always have a choice. And the emotional piece of our healing is equally if not more potent than the physical piece of our healing. They're so intertwined, they can't even be pulled apart. I hate to even talk about them separately. When I found out that I had cancer in 2018, I didn't discover it till 2020, but when I found out that that tumor was in me in 2018, I knew, I knew what caused the vulnerability in my system because that prior year and a half, two years before that 2018, April 2018 scan, were probably two of like in the top three of the most stressful years of my life. And because of that, and because of my realization of that, it has caused me to do some really deep work on what I will allow and what I won't. And to think of and and notice one thing, and I mentioned it just a minute ago, but I just wanna emphasize it again. When we're doing something that is good and healthy for ourselves, it doesn't always feel comfortable in that moment especially if you've never done it before. It's hard. It's hard to start a new boundary because it's hard to allow yourself to feel the emotion of the discomfort. So if you're judging your boundaries based on the fact that it feels uncomfortable to think of setting it up, know that that uncomfortableness is not necessarily a sign that the choice you're making is not the right choice. It's Just a sign that the choice you're making is something you're not used to, you're not comfortable with, but you know when you know that this is the right thing for you. And we can do things that are right for us, even if they are uncomfortable. And we can set boundaries without hatred, judgment, and animosity, because a boundary isn't about that person on the outside, it's about this person on the inside. It's about you loving and taking care of yourself. So that's the question. Am I loving and caring for myself in this situation? Am I taking care of myself in the right way? Would I let someone who I love more than anything in the world, which I hope is you, but I know most of you don't think that, so I'm gonna say your kid, your sister, your best friend, your spouse, would you let that person be treated the way you're considering allowing yourself to be treated? And I think that that is a really important thing to explore. It is not an easy thing to explore and it can take a long time to work on it and through all the thoughts that it has been stacked on in order to allow yourself to be treated in a way that's inappropriate. So important to give some thought to. So important to do some exploring on, to ask yourself, how are you regrouping your life? Because once again, I just want to reiterate, we cannot get well in the same soil in which we got sick. And if that soil in which we got sick was a soil full of toxic relationships and stressful emotions, then they have to be addressed. They have to be addressed to support your body's ability to heal. All right, friends, I'm here to help you with that. You can find me at thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com. Join my life coaching program where we work on exactly things like this. And I am there live to answer your questions, to coach you through, and to help you see the thoughts that may not be serving you in your life so that you can create the life that you really want and one that's better than before breast cancer. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Until then, be good to yourself. You've put your courage to the test Laid all your doubts to rest Your mind is clearer than before Your heart is full and wanting more Your future's at the door Give it all you got No hesitation c'est je